Welcome to North of the 49th. This week's episode is going to bring you a very funny individual, <laughs> a stand-up comedian. I also saw you very business savvy. Okay, great. Is that is that that's correct, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say more so in a past life, but ah, definitely okay. been there and done that. It had strategist on there, a public speaker. Yes. We have Simone Park. Hello. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having well. me. Of course. Of course. Thank you for coming out. My pleasure. Well, you mentioned briefly a bit of a past life. Mm. I usually like to let the guest do their own bio. Okay. Their own little origin story. Mm. So you can start from wherever you want and bring us up to uh, up to speed now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say the easiest way to describe that would be uh most of my life i i was born and raised in toronto first of all nice most of my life i was pretending to be someone i wasn't to try and make my parents happy and uh fulfill the needs of society and you know the person i was dating at the time and i actually didn't know who i was for a very long time fair enough and then i kind of had I mean, I call it my awakening. Most people see it as a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, yeah, because I like, I, I, uh, dumped my boyfriend and I moved out of our house and I quit my job and, you know, I the decided full, the, full the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. And I decided to take a year off and, um, I had made quite a bit of money in my twenties. I mm-hmm. had this like crazy job that would send me all over the world. And I basically had Amazing. to, uh, get FaceTime with the heads of state. I wasn't a spy, but, okay, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> You're like, I can talk about it now because it's in the past. Right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I was, normally spies tend to say they're not spies. Really? Uh, a lot of the time, they're not going to admit to it and be like, yeah, right, I'm a spy. Right, right. So, you, yeah, we, we might have had a spy. Okay, our first time on the show, a spy. I like it, I like it. And then, um, yeah, I just, you know, I... I, I took off to Africa. I, oh, I nice. pulled a Dave Chappelle minus the $40 million deal. <laughs> and um, from there, I just started knocking things off the old bucket list. And I started to dive really deep into who is Simone Park. You know, nice. it's kind of funny because I grew up in, so I was born in Toronto and like East York. And then we moved to Scarborough and uh, I went to Cedar Bray. So I don't know if that means anything to you. No, but no. Please explain. It's just, uh, <laughs> I went there because I was in French immersion. Okay. But Cedar Bray, I would say almost um, like white people were the minority. So it was very, very diverse school. We okay. had a lot of like, um, you know, Jamaicans and Bayesians and Sri Lankans. And, nice. Um, you know, so our school dances were really... Uh, there was a lot of dance hall and reggae. Nice. And, um, you know, my girlfriends and I, we all had our own, like, signature song. Okay, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, know how it, I, I know how it goes. I've been to the community dances yeah. when I was younger. Oh, yes. So mine was always Beanie Man Sim Sima. Or no, who am I? Okay. Right? Because Sim Sima, Simone. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was actually a question that I was asking myself. Like, who am I? Yeah. You know, because I was trying so hard to be this person that I felt I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was so fake. Yeah, yeah. It was so fake. So I tell people that I feel like I'm seven years old because I started this journey 
a little over seven years ago. Okay. But yeah, I feel like I feel like I've been born again. I feel like I'm a kid. I feel like I'm discovering and just you know, my goal every day when I wake up is what's gonna make me happy? Yeah. And how can I do that? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm making way less so, money, but it's but, not about that. Right? Because I'm happy and I feel like I finally know who I am. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw you've lived or worked in over 10 countries. I have. So wow. that was a little bit um, to do with my, you know, when I was in my 20s and this mm-hmm. job would literally send me all over the world. I didn't know where I was going to go and I would live there from anywhere to three to seven, eight months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like the living was good because I didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to like, if you're meeting with presidents and prime ministers, you have to kind of be at a certain level. Oh, for sure. Right? So I was at that level and I loved my fancy stuff and (laughs) I could afford that stuff. And it was very important that your image and your appearance was up to snuff you know like now like literally this is my like my comedy is basically jeans and a black shirt all the time (laughs) maybe black pants i might get creative and just do the black on black on black ninja look okay just in case i need to throw a high kick or two (laughs) this is this is like essentially as fancy as it's gonna get now you know yeah yeah so i am happy so that's the i'm i'm happy that's the goal yeah that's that's what's important that is really the goal at the end of the day i think people try to try to you know they think that there are other steps like i'll be happy as soon as i get that car i'll be Mm -hmm. happy as soon Mm -hmm. as i buy that house or i find the significant other that's gonna no 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 no. i'm actually reading a book called solve for happy and it's from somebody like a very well recognized he was very high up in google and his name is mo godat and He's like, we try to add in other parts to this equation to find happiness. And it's, no, you just got to solve for that, for happy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, and I 100%. was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? It's crazy. It it's is crazy. crazy. Yeah. You got to think about number one. Yeah. I think about number one, being happy, love what you do. Yeah. And a lot of people think that being selfish, quote unquote, is like a really negative thing. It's not. It's it's what you have to do to better be able to to help others as well. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. you can't keep giving if you are not making sure that you're okay first and foremost. Yeah. You got yeah. nothing to give. True. Right? That's what people forget. Mm. People forget a lot. You got to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Facts. And work on yourself. <laughs> facts. We're dropping facts and knowledge here this week. <laughs> Nuggets. nuggets of gold nuggets of gold (laughs) oh my goodness that's amazing there is one thing before we go further into the comedy and stuff i don't know if you want to touch on i was reading a a bio about an 11 year old birthday party yes that it's a uh, it's It's crazy it's crazy it's crazy well i just there was only like a one little line of it and you're i'd love for you to get into it i don't know if it's no, no, please. So, yeah, like my, yeah. I'm literally an open book right yeah, now. Yeah, right? Because so. I was so greedy and I was like, uh, I think I have to hear yeah. this story. Um, It's funny because I think we, or, or no, I'm not going to say we, I tend to um, have these situations or have these traumatic events and then I start to like create what happened around that, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is the first time I had to give a talk in Oakland at the beginning of the year and that caused me to actually 
dig a lot deeper into this subject. And so okay. I found like old journals, oh, right, nice. that yeah, I had written yeah. in the 90s. I found old photographs. Um, I started reaching out to the people who came to this birthday party, you know, my, my friends who I had invited. And, oh, okay, um, very nice. Yeah, and I was just like, do you guys remember anything about this? Because sometimes if I only have my frame of reference, sometimes we can, you know, especially when it's very traumatic, we just like start building this story out of control. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You get like tunnel visioned a little bit. and then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And especially when you're so young and something so frightening or traumatic happens it's at that time you haven't experienced that much so it really becomes your world oh big time and your frame of reference for the world and so i know for myself i i started building walls Mm -hmm. to like try and protect myself because it was so it was so scary and it was so mm, like, I didn't really understand it. So basically, bef- like, people are like, what the heck is she talking about? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Which is great. The buildup. They're like, yeah, the buildup. Are we going to, are we going to hear it? Are you going to, then we just never do it. We just cut the record there. And like, you can ask for yourself. <laughs> Go to her website. Yeah, no, right. I don't even. Um, so basically what happened is uh, I was born in kind of East York and we lived in North York. And then our family moved to Scarborough in an area called Guildwood. Right. So it's a really nice neighborhood actually by Mm -hmm. the water by the bluffs and um at that time this neighborhood didn't really have a lot of you know it wasn't very multicultural yeah it wasn't very diverse no not at all yeah yeah. and um so my dad had bought you know the local i guess it was a bar slash cafe slash diner restaurant kind of thing you know you could drink you could still smoke back then kind of you know I want to say white people food. I don't really know how else to say it, (laughs) but you know, like, yeah. yeah. And, um, I guess some people were not that happy that an Asian family was, uh, taking over. And so I had my birthday party there and I invited my friends from East York to come. And so we were all inside eating this food and just having fun. And three guys decided to show up um dressed in full kkk regalia that's so so crazy like it's so crazy because truthfully i didn't even really fully comprehend what that meant to like to look up and see these guys just standing at the window like taunting me and i knew it was because i wasn't white Mm -hmm. but i didn't really i didn't understand like you know the kkk or white supremacy wasn't really something that you delved into into grade five you know (laughs) curriculum (laughs) right so like i could tell i'm like i knew they were there because they hated me or like i felt like a hatred just because i wasn't white but i didn't i didn't know what that meant yeah yeah um but my dad so my dad um i mean he was wow how far do i go into this uh my dad (laughs) was born in North Korea right before the war. So he had to escape. He endured a lot of abuse, like an incredible amount. And he actually came, he wasn't even supposed to come to Toronto. He wasn't supposed to come to Canada. He was moving to Brazil. Oh shit. And then all this stuff happened. He found his way to Toronto 
Then my mom, I guess at another, I thought they met in Korea, came here, decided to have a family. No, not at all. <laughs> they met Bloor and Christie area. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. In Koreatown in the 60s or 70s. I guess in the 70s. And then they, you know, got married and had kids and whatever. But um, my dad is a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Nice. And he just always kind of loved to fight. (laughs) And when you have these businesses, so he was like the original Kim's Convenience because he did have a Becker's. Okay, nice. A Uh, classic. A Becker's. A Becker's around um, Allen Gardens. Okay. Back, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Yeah, like people would try to rob him all the time and people would, you know, there was just so much tomfoolery, tomfuckery, if you will, (laughs) that if he didn't handle his business, he was just going to get trampled all over. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So he, that, like when this is happening, you know, I'm 11 or whatever, and I see these men, my dad just went outside and he confronted them. And he would always say, my dad would always say, you never throw the first punch. That's rule number one. No, rule number two was it's always more fun to fight two, three, four people because at least your mind is sharp. Yeah, like this is what he's telling me. And I was like, okay, dad. Um, so he went out and he confronted them and he wound up beating all of them up. Nice. But after that, he, over the next four or five years, he like committed himself to rehabilitating these men and more men like him and the drug dealers and like all these people who were like causing shit in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. He like became this weird, um, like, like he started the Mr. Miyagi school for degenerate neo-Nazi skinheads or something. (laughs) I I just didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. And he even like lent some of the money to like, you know, get their life started. And we didn't have money. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was pretty angry because I just wanted him. I was like, teach me how to fight yeah. so that I don't get raped or like teach teach your daughters yeah, yeah. the skills that you have. For sure. And so I was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of this little bratty preteen and then progressing into a teenager where I was like, I didn't understand why he had to go and do that. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. he was already gone most of the time. He worked so hard. And then now any extra time was going to be spent with these men who hate us because we're not white. Yeah, Like it yeah. just didn't make sense to me at the time. And for this talk, I, I dug up an old journal from the 90s and I'm reading it and I'm reading it. And after that incident, I almost like anytime anything would happen, I'd be like, oh, that's racism. Oh, it's because I'm not white. And mm-hmm. so I had this chip on my shoulder where I felt like I needed to prove myself. So if anybody, if I perceive something as she's not white, thus she can't do that, or she's Asian, thus she can't, or she's a woman, thus she can't, I was like, nothing is going to stop me. Literally, my mantra was, if somebody thinks I can't do something, fuck you watch me right yeah yeah right so it was like this very like powerful fuel to the fire but it was kind of like from a negative standpoint it Mm -hmm. wasn't me choosing it was like no i have to show that i'm strong enough and i'm this (laughs) enough and so i was reading this journal and recognizing that anytime something 
bad, perceived bad would happen or scary would happen, it was because of white supremacy or racism or because I wasn't white. And then about four years after that birthday, I read an entry that I had completely forgotten about. And it was probably one of these men. And he he came up to me and he apologized for being a skinhead. And then he told me, yep. And then he would tell me all these stories about how cool my dad was, things that my dad did. And he just said, yeah, I'm really sorry if I caused you any pain. Oh, wow. And so I, I completely forgot about this. I only dug this up at the beginning of either the end of 2018 or the beginning of 2019. So he, he did the community thing like with your, your father yeah, and turned his life around, turned his life around. And I realized now what my dad had done yeah yeah because if he just beat them up and left it they would have been so angry that they would go and terrorize more people of color exactly yeah right probably more asian people be like fuck that guy yeah yeah and then they would go on to probably have kids and teach this to their kids and the cycle of hate yep right would just keep perpetrating and growing big time so my dad even though i thought he was an idiot (laughs) was actually really really smart yeah he knew he had to like extract it from the root yeah oh big time right he cut out that hatred mm-hmm. and whatever that was and and he he changed lives and now i'm like oh fuck dad was really smart okay <laughs> got it got it got it you're um, like okay so i kicked their ass first but then well because go you gotta deeper. earn their respect yeah. oh, you know for sure so, for sure you know, my dad's a very interesting person and he's calmed down a lot, you know, now that he's retired and, you know, he's getting older, but I just always wanted to be like my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny to recognize like teenage Simone. I was literally like throwing high kicks all the time <laughs> nice. with my Jordans, with yeah, my fresh right. Jays, <laughs> right. and just like, you know, I had a really strong high kick. I had a really good right hook. There you I was go. just I that's was a just warning a, it's your your was, pre, is a pre-warning yeah i was just an like, angry girl right. <laughs> i was i was angry and i was aggressive and i wanted to start a lot of fights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and finish them apparently with high kicks well the high kick was more to show that i could yeah right <laughs> okay, you know yeah, i would yeah. actually stop it yeah. <laughs> no i'm serious i had the ability to stop it where you just got a jordan like right by your face i don't care if you're six foot two you can ask my homeboys from cedarbrae like they will corroborate this story because they've all almost been kicked in the face with a fresh J. Right. <laughs> yeah. but that's kind of like you're my boy if right i do that yeah yeah, yeah okay, you're my yeah, boy yeah. blue right. <laughs> you're in you're in you're my boy yeah oh my goodness so i don't know if that was like a weird way of explaining what happened but... no no that's great yeah yeah because i just read the one little line so i wanted to i wanted more i wanted yeah. you to expand that was it was an interesting experience but it's definitely helped to shape the person that i am today so. oh for sure mm-hmm. definitely nice so then you went into the business stuff how do we get how do we wheel your way into stand-up ah how um... do we how, how do we to, to, I was looking for a spin ball out of that, but <laughs> because I saw that you did the Second City training, I did. Did mm-hmm. it? Was that was that for stand up? That was stand-up for stand up. Pro- their stand up program. Okay, cool. Uh, so we're gonna fast forward 
to seven years ago, I guess you said, because you said it was seven years since you switched it. Or how no. does this, how does the how does comedy. the stand up how does the comedy? Yeah, how does it come no, into play? seven years ago was just when I kind of disconnected from the person that I wasn't. So it's taken mm-hmm. me seven years to like figure out who am I and what do what do I actually believe? Yeah, and and if I let go of trying to make my parents happy and following what society deems. I should be doing mm-hmm. what does that look like for Simone yeah so that that's been a seven-year process I've actually only been doing comedy I'm coming up on next next month will be two years oh wow yeah wow yeah but I like fully just I was gonna say you've just been crushing it I've had a been, lot of opportunity. Yeah, because you've been everywhere. Again, traveling for it, which is amazing. We were trying to connect for a little bit, and you that's were true. in and in and out of the city. And well, that's also for my around. sanity that I travel. That's so fair, I yeah. will travel and then find the opportunity. Oh, very cool. Right? Yeah, because yeah, nice. I just feel like if I stay in one place for too long, and especially I can't do winter in Toronto anymore. <laughs> no, it hurts. Oh, it oh, physically I bet. hurts my oh, body. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been. Where do you escape to then? Where's your Where's your go to? Or are you just? I mean, I used to like. I used to really love L.A. Nice. Um, just because California is a very special place. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's still like remnants of when I was attacked at gunpoint there. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did say you had a lot of stories. I did. Oh my yeah. goodness. Uh huh. Lots of shit. Lots of shit. Yeah. In L.A. Uh yep. Technically the southernmost point, which is Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't want to bring back post-traumatic. Oh, there was... What was that? It was my essential oils uh, diffuser saying that it's out of juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it flashes every color in like two seconds. Oh, okay. And then shuts itself off. I up thought the... it was having a seizure, so good. But that's, yeah, it, it's kind of maybe a cause. When I, whenever I have it on, I'm like... Mm. And then sometimes, yeah, it'll go off like that. And if I'm just here or whatever, I'm like, what was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what that was. That was cool. <laughs> right? I like it. <laughs> no, I don't want to bring it. Uh, I don't want the, this uh, whole episode to be the post-traumatic uh, <laughs> stress for you, but that's crazy. Attacked at gunpoint. I think it's I think it's good for me to talk about it. And actually, to in New York, yeah. last week was the first time I've ever used that in stand-up. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you t- you've... And it's... Yeah. And it's it's interesting because... I don't think it's that funny. Well, yeah, I could see that. However, the guy who books at a very big place where like Jerry Seinfeld showed up and did a set and Jim Gaffigan showed up and did a set, he he asked, he pulled me aside and he was like, is that story true? And I said, 100%. And he said, you need to develop that into like an actual set. You need to go, you need to go deeper and further with that. And I said, here's the thing. I don't know if it's that funny and he said you can absolutely make it funny yeah yeah right and not everybody has that type of story oh for sure right so i'm really interested in seeing how i can take you know maybe the 11th birthday and the Mm -hmm. attack at gunpoint so basically i'm gonna make it very very long story short but i think he wanted to rob me and he pulled a gun on me and honestly something took over me like if if i didn't believe in angels or like guardians or something Mm -hmm. because something like took over me and was speaking on my behalf because i would never say this shit 
<laughs> to somebody who, who has a gun to my face. Like, literally, I was on my knees with a gun to my face. Jesus. And he's, Where is this, in the streets? This is just in the street. Holy the main shit. street, lit street. What? Yep. And, um, you know, he started punching me and, like, hitting me with the gun. And I've never been hit in the face well that's not exactly true but like in this type of situation no one's ever landed a punch so (laughs) it's funny because my self-talk was like simone you suck you're letting him land punches on your money maker and i was like wow i'm a dick to myself Um, (laughs) and then he he hit me and he like knocked me over so i like fell back and i hit my head like the back of my head. And I remember my inner voice was yelling at me so loud. And it was like, if you don't get up and fight, you're going to fucking die. Jesus. So I, I don't know if this actually happened because there's no footage, but I feel like I, you know, that ninja move. Yeah. 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 I feel oh, yeah. like I like somehow ninja'd on my feet. Thank, thanks to all the break dancing I used to do 20 right. years ago. And I just started throwing punches and like literally he would punch me and I'd punch him back. And I feel like we were going shot for shot. Wow. And of course I'm exhausted because, you know, punching, like fighting is very exhausting. So I'm losing steam and I just literally mustered everything I had into one last punch. And I punched him as hard as I could. And after I punched him, my middle finger just kind of like went down his neck and I actually snatched his chain damn yeah i mean i didn't mean to i wasn't like i'm gonna steal your motherfucking chain bitch like that was not at all what was happening you're like my turn now yeah you were unsuccessful i'm taking your shit no 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 it was not that that was not my intention but like it's just kind of like there's so much alliteration and and symbolism behind all of this like only with my middle finger Mm -hmm. as a like fuck you yeah right who the fuck are you (laughs) to come up on me and start hitting me like my purse wasn't even out it was in a fucking shopping bag so it's not like i'm flossing like come and rob me yeah 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 you know and i'm like if that ain't some scarborough shit (laughs) right there where somebody tries to rob me at gunpoint and i fight him off and snatch his chain (laughs) that's some fucking scarborough shit right there (laughs) That's some real Scarborough shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's some gangster shit, though. And then I apologize to the cops. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. There's so many of you here, and you have to like. It was just such a weird, surreal experience. But, but... they got the guy, right? Or did he run off? So he ran off. He like scooped up my phone, but then they recovered it. So technically, he got nothing. Nice. I snatched the chain, um, but I don't even think they got him. Really? Yeah. A piece of shit still out there. And I, so I moved back to Long Beach. Yeah, because I was like, he doesn't get to take that from me. I want to be there. (laughs) And um, there was one day where I'm pretty sure I saw him. No way. And nothing in my life has been scarier than that moment. Shit. Because he stared me down. And I, I had I was with a couple of my 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 guy friends, mm-hmm. and I had this little purse that's kind of like a brass knuckle thing. But okay. I'm like I I'm gonna have to fight. I might have to fight for my life again. Yeah, yeah. And then I started thinking, Simone, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't have to have this bravado, and you don't have to always be swimming against the current. 
you don't always have to have this like, nobody gets to take this away from me and this is what I want, this is why I want it. You don't have to make things so hard for yourself. I don't have to prove anything to anybody no anymore uh, yeah <laughs> like literally that was my whole life it's just like oh you don't think i can do that you don't think i can do it? like i fucking went to i took german in university and studied Damn. in in german in germany after only learning it for two years Jeez. so when you experience a lot of racism growing up and it's very traumatizing probably don't go to germany right <laughs> you know maybe right. you fucked up <laughs> But it's just like now to be here and like recognize how difficult I had been making life for myself. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, man, life, life doesn't have to be so hard. No, just chill. Just chill. And yeah. like that whole idea of that Bruce Lee, like you've got to flow like water. Yeah, yeah. And just like accept things as don't push back so hard and like force things mm -hmm. and be like, no, just because I'm Asian or a woman doesn't mean, listen. <laughs> at some point you just gotta be like i know what i want because that's what i want because it's gonna make me happy yeah yeah and that's it i don't need to jump through all these hoops no i don't exactly. need to have this image that i'm this or that i'm just me yeah i'm just looking for happiness yeah and i'm not i'm not trying to make shit hard yeah that's it well, that's good yeah it's great <laughs> right it's great yeah, it's great <laughs> it's good it sounds like it's a lot better other than the the gunpoint of, of, of robbery. You know what, though? That, but that's that a helped stone. me get into comedy. Okay. Because oh, okay. after that experience, I was like, what? Am I happy? You know, if I had died that day, am I doing what, what brings my heart joy? Mm -hmm. The answer was, fuck no. Yeah. No, I'm like, oh, well, real estate, we got money, and like, <laughs> you know, doing all these things, and like wearing these suits and shit. Guess what? I don't like heels. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Them shits hurt now. Okay. I, was, I don't know how any girl could like heels. I see that shit you guys are wearing, and it's like crazy, especially when they're like, oh, the stiletto is like eight inches in the air. Oof. And you're like, what? And you're going to walk on it for how long? The inventor I mean, of that shoe is very, uh, it's a very odd shoe. They definitely didn't design it for comfort. It was definitely designed by a man. You think so? I think so. Huh. Because you it's... You should look into the history of that, well, actually. Now I'm very I mean, it interested. looks, it makes a woman's body look great. I will, like, if I'm being honest, damn, my shit looks good in some heels, okay? <laughs> but if I don't apply CBDs to my knees every single day, I literally can't walk. Right. And I'm just not, I'm not there anymore. I used to love going out. I used mm -hmm, to love getting mm -hmm. dressed up. It'll be a very special day right. to catch my ass <laughs> in right. heels. Uh -oh. It's funny because it's like one of the, I wouldn't say the only thing, but it's like one of the only things that's like the minute that you can kick them off and get some relief, they are. They're like taken off and girls are walking with them in their hands. They're like, I don't care if I go barefoot on the concrete after the bar. Like I am dying in these shoes. But some women love them and and some women find them comfortable and they can that's dance crazy. in them and if yeah, that's yeah. the case all the power to you right. <laughs> you do you like if that makes you feel good and they don't hurt you you should be rocking those all the time yeah. i'm just saying for me i can't and don't want to do that anymore yeah <laughs> well, you don't have to i yeah. dropped the mic on that right. shit <laughs> you dropped the heel <laughs> I did. you dropped the heel drop the heel it's smashed it's done it's done yeah it's done no more <laughs> no more 
I mean, I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna say never. No, but it'll no, have to be a special, very special, special. occasion yeah. where, red, like, a red I want carpet look walk. Good. Yeah, maybe a red yeah. carpet. Maybe a red carpet walk. But I'm gonna definitely have some J's in my purse. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For later, and yeah. I've rocked like <laughs> fancy dresses with J's so many times. It's some Scarborough shit for sure. <laughs> Who does that? I do. This girl does. That's right. You're bringing a new style. I like it. I just I don't like care. Right? <laughs> I just don't care. I just don't care. Oh, incredible. When do you? When did you get into the comedy then? If you said you've been doing it for a while. Two years. That's it? Sorry. Two, two years. years. So, yeah. Sorry. So I was actually. So you've just done a lot in two years. Yeah. You brought up speed. So yeah. how does the stand-up, how does the stand-up begin? How did you decide you want to pursue because second city would have been the first Mm -hmm. it was the first it was the first yeah but when i was a kid i was always making people laugh like i love just i was just this crazy kid that was always singing and dancing and like acting a fool just to get a laugh out of people yeah yeah and nothing better in the world but laughter i say literally it's honestly it's like the best have you ever laughed so hard with a friend where like you guys just Fine thing, and then you're laughing like you can't even breathe. You're laughing you can't so breathe. hard. Yes. What's better than that? Right, the no breathing laughter, no oh sounds God. coming out. You can't breathe. You're laughing that hard, and like a little pee it. might come out. Right? It's like about to come out. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is gold right there. Right? That is literally what I aspire for in my life. Yeah, is incontinence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was I, I picked up a gig. I was um, I was like doing a little bit of consulting, and I decided I wanted to learn Spanish. Okay. And so, um, a friend of mine that I had met, he started this startup and he said, would you consider kind of working with us? And we'll send you to Colombia for a month and Argentina for a month. So I was like, dope. They both speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and literally it was like the next day I was like, I oh, want to learn Spanish. Right. Ding. Here's <laughs> that's This is my life now. Oh shit. Yeah. It's like crazy. Damn. Um, so I said yes. And I went to Colombia and I went to Argentina for a month and I watched so like two telenovelas in their entirety um i started learning songs and just putting myself out there and i noticed that i was like making jokes even before i learned spanish i'd I'd go away to like you know a vacation with somebody i was dating at the time and i was i was i was a comedian i was i was doing this in another language and i'm like i didn't really speak it so i'm like using my body and i'm doing all this stuff but everybody's (laughs) cracking up whether they're laughing at me or with me, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I had these people in stitches. Yeah. <laughs> so it was in Colombia for some reason that I decided, I was like, hmm, stand-up comedy. I think I want to try that. And then I went to Argentina, which was actually one of the more difficult months in my life. Because Argentina is a little bit racist. Really? Yeah, oh. especially to Asian people. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's... I felt it anyways, because usually I can go to a new country and I'll learn their local slang, you know, and even though I don't look like them, my my party trick is to learn parts of their specific lingo and to use timing where they're like, even though she doesn't look like us, she's kind of one of us. Yeah. So we accept her. Argentina is the only place in the world that I haven't been able to do that. Oh, wow. And they said because all the Chinese people came and they own all of the like little supermarkets... And apparently they think that the Argentine people are kind of lazy. And so there's this like clash. And uh, okay. so they I thought see. I was yeah, one yeah. of these supermarket Chinese people. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, this is my thing that I do every country that I go to. And I just couldn't crack 
these people um so i just ate a lot and got really fat and depressed and then thought i had developed breast cancer anyways that's that's a different story but <laughs> they buenos aires had the only english-speaking stand-up comedy oh, okay and so i decided that i don't want to go and watch it i wanted to go and perform yeah yeah now i wasn't able to go then but i decided i just like went online and i found you know googled stand-up in toronto mm -hmm. and i decided you know what i'm gonna stay in toronto for the summer and I enrolled myself into stand-up level one nice. with Judy Croon, who I am so grateful to Judy Croon. Like, she was not only an amazing stand-up comedy teacher, but she's an amazing human being. Nice. Like, she cares so much about women. Like, she does a lot of work with Sistering, which is uh, a shelter here in Toronto. She is always, um, you know, getting donations for homeless people or for new immigrants that come to Canada. She does a lot of oh, fundraising wow. and stuff for, for pets. Oh, amazing. She's, she's an, a wonderful human being and she's been so supportive and helpful throughout this comedy process that without her, without taking that particular course, there's no way that I would be where I am today. Oh, nice. Um, also, coupled with that is just, I just have like, huge fucking balls yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah, i just right. you know i'm like throwing myself into things that really as someone so new i have no business being fair enough you know you got to take the leap like you're saying you got to push you got to push and push push yeah and you know i even i had it on the bucket list that i wanted to do a set in a language that i don't speak so earlier this year, I went to Costa Rica and I did my first Spanish stand-up comedy set. Nice. When were you there? I was in Costa Rica in January. I was there in March, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereabouts did you did you venture to um, while you were there? So I was in Monteverde and mm -hmm. San Jose, and then so I did the the stand-up in San Jose. Nice. Yeah. Did you uh, go to the rainforest? That's where we were staying. It. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we went the one day. It's so like it was amazing, crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I love it there. Yeah, but they pitched us on the. <laughs> it's funny, they so we went for a wedding. Okay. So me and my girlfriend went for my buddy's wedding. It was seven, eight days, seven nights, something like that. Anyway, so when we first got off, we get onto this bus, and they have this guy who's pretty much doing a stand-up act. No way. From the whole bus, he was like our. He was our resort guy. Okay. He was like our guy we could come to for anything and all this stuff. He also apparently had a coffee hookup for these coffee beans. Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so he pretty much starts right away, but he's like pitching us and pitching us, and he's pretty much doing this bit, this whole bus ride. He was great. Okay. So then we went, and he's pitching us on the activities to do, mm -hmm. which we were like super stoked about, but failed to tell us how long the travel takes. Oh, yeah. To get a bunch there. There's so it no was direct like, road to get to any of these things. No, it was like four <laughs> hours, three to four hours one way. Ooh. So yeah. we bought it and then we get at six in the morning and the guy is like on the bus again, another tour guide, again, doing doing another bit. Mm. He spoke French and English Ooh. and we had people from Montreal on it. So he had to do the jokes twice. Wow. Because In he was like, two languages that he, are not his first language. Yeah. He was like, do you prefer English or French? And the French people were like, we want French. And we were like, well, we don't speak. Like, I don't, I don't speak. <laughs> we're going to need the English as well. So he would like drop a joke and it sucks because if whatever language he would do first, 
they would get the laugh. Right. So then it's like, then we're waiting like, oh, it's got to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it going to hit again? He got like he was doing two acts at once. He wow. was, yeah. Okay. He was saying, yeah. Maybe all the way you've up just to the rainforest. inspired me to do a bilingual set right? and see if I can get the laughs. So I'm like on an airplane basically doing French and English. Yeah, exactly. Might be a thing. Yeah. Maybe. It might work. Yeah, Peut-être. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did how did it go over in Costa Rica with the set? How did it was that... it was a lot of fun. That's amazing. That's really cool. That's a really yeah. cool goal on my bucket list to do it in a different language. And now I kind of want to like, well, so I actually studied French. You know, obviously I'm from Canada, and mm-hmm. French was a big thing. And it's well, we're bilingual here, technically. Um, so <laughs> French, to be. <laughs> I have, and also I took German, right? Because of the crazy, white supremacy yeah. stuff. So, um, and then Spanish now as well too. Well. How? No, I don't yeah. actually speak Spanish. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> How I, did you do the full set? Um, so I like kind of wrote it's, it and yeah. there was a lot of acting. Okay, so like yeah. Spanish people are very passionate mm-hmm. people. So I, I wrote this thing. I wrote a, a five minute set and then I had actual Spanish speakers be like, okay, bitch, that's not a sentence. Let's just help you with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, please help me. Yeah, right. But there was a lot of acting in it. You nice, know, a lot of it cool. was like body movement, kind of that type of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so way, yeah. way more physical. It was style a very comedy. physical. Yeah. Nice, very cool. Yeah, but they were so nice. Like this audience. First of all, I thought it was gonna be like an open mic situation so maybe me yeah maybe, maybe 10 spanish comics in and out yeah yeah a fully booked show like rsvp'd reserved my sister who Damn. i took with me and then we invited another friend they couldn't even get in and i was like fuck who's gonna tape this set you oh, know <laughs> um so i managed to get them in at the last minute but i was like oh shit this is like actually a show and I was the only female, I was the only foreigner, but they're they're such a nice crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause he explained like she doesn't actually speak Spanish and yeah, yeah. she's not from here, <laughs> right. but she's gonna give it a try. Yeah. So like be super nice. Don't don't heckle her too much. And, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, they Any were hecklers with that one? Uh, or they were just really nice and No, supportive? they were super nice. That's a couple awesome. guys were like, you know, kinda like whistling for some of the things i'm like bitch that's not why we're here Wait. okay <laughs> okay <laughs> calm down yeah you gotta chill on that yeah yeah second. yeah um so yeah no it was a wonderful wonderful experience that's amazing that's really cool and now i'm wondering if like maybe french or german i mean germans aren't typically known as being that funny so yeah, yeah. i don't know how that would go but <laughs> i did see a netflix i didn't watch it but there was a woman who i think she might have been of arab descent perhaps and she's doing one in german oh wow and i was like that's so cool that is cool you know what i mean yeah that is really cool so maybe 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 who knows yeah i'm who, open. Kn- who knows what it brings i mean what what happened with this jerry seinfeld thing i saw oh god so that wasn't like i just want to make it clear like, i wasn't like <laughs> simone Berg is opening for jerry Seinfeld. or well actually i went on after him so it was not like we are booked on the same thing. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, at all. Yeah. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> I am not on the docket with Jerry Seinfeld yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's at a club called Gotham Comedy Club in Manhattan. Oh, cool. And they sometimes these really big names will just pop in and try some of their material. Um, and I just got lucky that both both nights that I was there on this last trip, 
you know, Jerry Seinfeld and then Jim Gaffigan showed up and did a set before me. And I don't usually get nervous. (laughs) And again, I also showed up not knowing what I was going to say. Like, I didn't know my set because I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I know. (laughs) Terrible. I'm I'm actually a terrible comic. I'm a terrible comedian because... All the things that you're supposed to do in terms of like you write your set, you perform it, perform it, perform it, don't change it, just tweak it ever so slightly and perform it a million times and then you'll have your five minutes. No, I, no, I don't do that. I, I'm really bad. I don't go to open mics. I'm the worst. Like I, literally people are like, you are the most, you're doing everything wrong, but I'm just doing me. And sometimes I'll write a whole new thing Yeah. and I'll just perform it untested. That nice. is the worst. That is no. That nice. is the worst. Why? That is not Why? what you should be doing. <laughs> right. yeah. But again, I That's think. Not, but then you see how it's received, though, and then you tweak from there. You're just yeah. changing the book. I don't know. I just, I'm just doing me, and I recognize that I have a lot of work to do. Um, I think the the balls is something that you definitely need. Oh, big time for right? sure. Right, because there's yeah, a lot yeah. of haters. Oh, and yeah. there's a lot oh, of hecklers. There's yeah. like. I feel like everybody out there pretty much is wanting you to fail. And the good thing that I think works for me in this industry is that for the most part, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm, is a good mentality uh, yeah. to have because there is a lot of hate out there. So many hate. Oh my God. It's so insane. much hate. Uh, if you're not a comedian who has also gone up, if you do that and you're like, listen, bitch, like you need to hear some advice for you. I'd be like, oh my God, thank you. Like I will take that advice Yeah, yeah. because they also know what it's like to get up there. Exactly. But if you're just some asshole drunk in the audience, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. your opinion <laughs> does not really fucking matter to me yeah. until you go up there and you understand what it's like. Oh, I, I can't even imagine. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or like 100%. people who sit behind the the keyboard the youtube commenters oh god the youtube commenters the instagram commenters and will just talk smack about you oh yeah sorry i i mean and it takes a thick thick skin to like not read those comments yeah and not be like oh yeah i suck yeah no like <laughs> but i'm like bitch if you want to be here you gotta get you gotta get real good at just either in one ear and out the other yeah or just not even in that ear yeah do you know what yeah, i mean just be phase. like i yeah i can't even be bothered by that yeah so i'm learning um i'm always trying to do what i can to get better and For sure. i'm wondering if i need to like heed the advice and just like go to a million open mics um like i haven't even really done that in toronto because i live far <laughs> i live far now yeah. I'm out there. Right. And it's like just the idea of like driving my ass so far and wide and then yeah. not even being able to get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's just no, like, that's, that's like. Especially that's, in the city right now, driving around yeah. while the Raptors are oh so Oh my hot. gosh. I don't like traffic. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I've come a long way to being like a peaceful person and I'll go out. I was hugging a tree earlier. You know, I'll do that. But traffic, man, it's gotten. Brings out a whole new beast. Mm-hmm. I think I'm that's... like, why am I so angry right now? You <laughs> right? gotta chill, Simone. I think, <laughs> I think that's with, I think that's with everybody. It's, it's funny that you say that because like a month ago, I was talking about that with my sister, who's also a very calm, very nice person, until she's behind the wheel of a car and then she's cursing and yelling and dropping names. I'm like, 
Whoa. I know. It like surprised. I'm like, who is this <laughs> always... like enraged <laughs> the demon. devil? It yeah. is. It is. And I'm like, I just don't it's want. The ro- it's the road rage. It really, I road know, rage is but... just, it's a character. It's not even a description anymore. It's the character that gets brought in on you. And I always laugh about how a lot of people, again, like when you're hiding behind your keyboard on Instagram and stuff, I know there's a lot of people that just rage and say the worst things behind the wheel. But if ever confronted, would be like, no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. I didn't say that. That's so. That wasn't true. my middle finger hanging out the window. I just I want to be better at not even letting that get to me, you know. Yeah. Because I we- do I do believe happiness is a choice, and you can view anything as however you want it. Like you just put it put your own perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have, I'm not perfect. So yeah. like yeah, traffic so. is still a way <laughs> right. where I'm just like, motherfucker, right. what the? And I always go like, who gave you a license? Right. I was like, they give, are they just giving them out now to everybody? Like you, did you watch them do the test? I'm like, is anybody else hearing ludicrous right, right. now? <laughs> Boo, bitch, get out the way. Like every song is just like, I'm like, who am I right now? Fuck. I can't. Uh, yeah amazing yeah <laughs> amazing so you tried so you tried new material at the seinfeld one was that yeah. it or you just kind of uh, you were going up to to wing it and the gaff again i guess did well you... yeah so like for the seinfeld one because so i've been working on this new bit where i can draw upon the audience so if they're like so it's i call it the passport of dick okay yeah and so nice. Um, if people are from a certain country and there's a lot of them in the crowd, then I can pretend as though I've had a dick from their country. Ah. Now, most people don't understand that I'm just like using my knowledge. Maybe I've traveled to this country or worked there. Mm-hmm. I haven't necessarily, you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but people yeah. don't get that. They're just like, she a whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear about all the dicks that she's had sex with. No, these are proverbial dicks. Some of them. Some are loosely based on reality, but most of them (laughs) are just like me thinking of funny ways to connect with an audience and be like, I have some connection to your where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't think, especially men, I just thought, oh, okay, she. Some people will come up to me and be like, have you stamped this country yet? I'm like, oh, touche. Never heard that one before. Um, So it's funny because Jerry, they're like, we have a special guest, Jerry Seinfeld. I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, I don't get nervous, but now I'm like, my palms are sweaty. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I got pit stains. (laughs) Like, what? And because I still got to go on after. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you follow Jerry Seinfeld, right? Damn. And Jerry Seinfeld obviously it's Jerry Seinfeld and he does very clean material, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So he's doing his bits and I'm like, how am I going to talk about all these dicks after Jerry Seinfeld? Like, <laughs> ooh, maybe I should just switch and do like a clean set right now. And I'm like, no, the people deserve to hear about these dicks. Yeah, yeah. Commit, <laughs> commit. So I commit, I did. And, uh, but the the audience, so I always do try to do a walk around and see like who's in the crowd. Oh, nice. And this time it was like, there was no consistency. It was all over the map. Oh, yeah. It was just, there was nothing. And so I just had to be like, you know what? I'm going to try and connect with women in and around my age. Because that's who's going to really like find this content funny. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't hit everybody. Yeah, yeah. Unless I just like, (laughs) I don't know, go to the like Asian female. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't want to do that anymore right now. So I went with the dicks, whatever. It was what it was. And then... Uh, the, the night that Jim Gaffigan showed up, 
And I've I paid to see him, or I've seen him at a Ontario place. Okay, yeah. And I yeah. remember sitting there being like, "Wow, I can't believe comedians are selling out." Like I saw Lauren Hill and Nas on the same stage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me to be like, "Wow, a comedian mm-hmm. is here filling up this kind of space," that to me was like blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, if you work hard. One day, maybe you could be doing this shit too. Right. It was like really inspirational. So the mm-hmm. fact that now he's here and he's doing it again before I need to go up, I'm like, why couldn't I have already gone up? <laughs> yeah, like right. that'd be just so much easier. Um, so I did. Um, I spoke about getting attacked at gunpoint, but just not even making that the joke. It was I was trying to be relatable, so I did like a New York joke about the subway. And, and and just loosely referred to that, um, which was not not a great joke, you know? <laughs> I wrote it for the purpose of, like, let's try to be relatable to people in New York or the, yeah, or yeah. the tourists in New York. It was what it was. Um, I could have done without it. But it also got that experience out there, which I've never done in comedy. Yeah, I've yeah. never talked about getting attacked at gunpoint in comedy because I don't find it funny. Mm-hmm. And then the booker at Gotham who books like the new talent nights, he was like, you need to develop that into something. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was good. Yeah. It was good and it was bad. Oh my God. And then I got, I went over my time. So I started playing with the audience a little bit, which yeah. I don't really do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for some reason I was doing it that night and so I went over my time and they cut my fucking mic. It's hilarious. Like if you haven't seen the video, you should watch it. Cause it's so That's, embarrassing. Right. I'm just like, wow, bitch, you just got your mic cut yeah, at yeah. Gotham Comedy yeah. Club after Jim Gaffigan <laughs> did a set. But you know what? It's all a learning thing. And, you know, this 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 booker has inspired me to actually go in and not do the cheap stuff mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like don't do the like subway like whatever you just wasted a minute you yeah. just wasted a minute and a half fair enough that's another dick you could have talked about you know right <laughs> so yeah there was like a cliffhanger <laughs> i was supposed to finish off on a on an arab dick joke um because i had two two girls who were kind of of lebanese descent who yeah, were yeah. friends of mine and they were actually from the the argentina trip Oh, okay. So we did a little reunion, yeah, nice, and nice. I was like, just for you, I'm going to yeah. finish off on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even get around to it because oh, I ran no. out of time. Yeah. And they like literally, they were like, okay, Simone, get off the stage. Right. They didn't say it like that, but I was just like so embarrassed yeah. for 21 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. But so many women. <laughs> That's so- crazy. They just cut it. I can't. Yeah. Like, I know that people would, would go forever, but if you're in the middle of something and you're going to finish, like, just let him finish it up. No. But they were, yeah. apparently, they cut another guy that night, and they were not as nice to him. Oh, really? They were literally like, get the fuck off the stage. What? Yeah. So at least they were like, let's hear it for Simone. Yeah. Like, that's right. a nice way to get, you know? Sure. It wasn't as bad. Like, they were definitely very courteous about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it was because I said I was Canadian. And I actually did do a shout out to the Raptors on that one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta. Um, even though I think San Francisco has probably been the best to me in terms of comedy and given me opportunity. And so I had to reach out to my friend and I was like, listen, no matter what happens tonight, we're still friends, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I just yeah. want to like make sure that like yeah. I'm still coming back to San Francisco. We're yeah, gonna right. be able to do comedy together. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, whatever, we're gonna win. I was like, just 
we're still gonna be friends okay yeah. <laughs> just like after we win we're still gonna be friends so. yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's gonna be so crazy that's like i wish they would have won it at home but if they win it there that the, the airport like i'm just like pearson's gonna be insane insane like there's gonna be flood no one's gonna be able to get to their flights nope. like it's gonna be flooded nope. with people yep. that parade is gonna be crazy down young mm. oh my god i don't even wanna i right. think it's like so it's good just... for toronto though you know like oh, oh nothing definitely. brings people together more than like the united we are about this city mm-hmm. we you know sports has this strange ability to like really bring people together and it Big doesn't time. matter what you believe in or yeah. like what really i mean it doesn't really matter that much in toronto because we have everything and we yeah, just recognize yeah. that yeah but i don't know i feel like there's something really beautiful about um everybody uniting together and just being so proud yeah you know what i mean yeah and just oh big time i feel it's- like toronto has always been kind of like we're a little bit in the background, you know, like mm-hmm. we know that we're cool. We know that our shit yeah. is good, but we're still like, oh, sorry. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're still a little bit too polite or apologetic and we're just, you know, happy to kind of be back. And like, if you look at the musicians that are coming out of Toronto, the actors, that like everything. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even back in the day, like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams, like yeah. everybody was from, a lot of them were Canadian. Right. Oh, yeah. But nobody even really knows that. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at um, a, a comedy show. Somebody was talking about basketball. They're like, yeah, that was uh, founded in Texas. And I was like, the fuck it was not. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, uh, James yeah. Smith actually right. created, it's Canadian. You're right. So I'm always that girl that pops in and I'm like, actually, yeah. that is Canadian. And um, it's actually from Toronto. And they're like, who the fuck is this Toronto bitch that just claims everything is Toronto? But it's so much. Yeah. You know, so much. I don't want to like be that girl, but it's just like the truth. Yeah. Right. Truth hurts. Facts. Truth hurts. Facts. You know? And they're like, oh, who brought this girl? It's right. just like the everything's from Toronto. Yeah. It's like, because it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill the messenger. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm really happy for Toronto right now. Yeah. 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 We've come. We've like, come this a is, long way. Yeah. Like even if we don't win, which we're going to win. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just who would have thought that this would be possible yeah and to go back to that spirit of when the blue jays won not only in 92 but 93 like that was huge (laughs) right (laughs) i think everybody that is old enough to remember that was such a special time for toronto it was amazing it was amazing yeah it was incredible i think my family still has like coke cans from those championships (laughs) yeah you know that was so that was that was so much pride for toronto so much pride and where we're allowed to be like yeah i'm fucking from toronto and you know because i feel like we're not really that way we're not boasty we're not Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. So, Pretty humbled at some stuff, unless yeah. unless maybe your champagne poppy and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, side. he can do it. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Um, you know, Drake will do Drake, so yeah. <laughs> right. that's fine. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's, but no, it's great for the city. So much pride. So much pride. And we're we're ready for it. We gotta. Yeah. Oh, oh I chills. know. Both of us were just like. Gives me chills. It does. Oh, God, I just. Oh, that game last night. I know. Oof. I know. 
How many people were yelling at a screen? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just like. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was too crazy. It was. It was way too crazy. Well, other than, uh, I guess, potential championship, what's uh, <laughs> for the city? What about for yourself? What's coming up? What can we expect? Mm, 2019 that's... for Simone. Mm, that's a great question. So I'm currently thinking about maybe going back to new york okay because new york is really like when it comes to stand-up comedy mm -hmm. it is a mecca oh really okay yeah. nice nice and i never really like i had heard that and i but i didn't really it didn't really sink in until jerry seinfeld shows yeah, up and seriously. you do know what i yeah. mean oh big time for sure and so i'm i actually really enjoyed this last trip to new york and i'm thinking about going back and um, staying there and doing some more training, you know, really just throwing myself into it, mm -hmm. trying to perform as much as possible, really developing um, myself as as an artist and as a comedian into broaching the tougher top topics and not just like I know that there's a lot of really well established comedians who are women and they say that if you talk about sex and if you talk about dicks and stuff like that, yeah, it's funny, mm -hmm. but it's kind of the low hanging fruit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cheap way. It's an easy way to get laughs. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to do it in a little bit of a more, you know, because then I have to delve into like the country and the culture. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm just like using I... dicks as a unifying factor, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, <laughs> connecting um, point, which, yeah. But I also see where they're coming from mm -hmm. where sometimes we need to, elevate ourselves a little bit more to not be scared to go after these tough topics like yeah, how yeah. can you make three men showing up dressed like the kkk to your birthday party how do you make that funny yeah because if you can make that funny you're a fucking genius yeah no. <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean you can turn it around yeah right yeah no for sure and i think that's like maybe more important for people especially in this day and age mm -hmm. like these are the these are the stories that I think maybe need to be told. Yeah. And so I think I need to push myself to not just talk about dicks anymore and, uh, you know, see how I can find humor in, in a man beating me at gunpoint and these men, you know, changing the way I view racism and yeah. even my dad, you know, like everything that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's important. Oh, big time. And this is something that I'm just like recognizing what he actually did. Um, and like, how can that inspire more stories or more people to like do that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least get the word out. I don't know. So I'm thinking about New York, but also thinking about LA, but that's more, you know, obviously the place for like acting and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So I'm just, I just want to throw myself out there and try to develop as quickly as I can, but not just going for the easy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, I know once it's... Like, I'll be back here in September for sure. Nice. Because um, I'm doing a charity comedy show oh, for right, Amnesty nice. International called oh, Comics cool. Without Borders. So I'm really excited about that. Also in August, I'm going to be in San Francisco because you are looking at the co-MC for the 2019 Miss Asia Global Beauty Pageant. What? <laughs> what? 
Um, <laughs> that little dance move? Yeah. Like, yeah, there yeah. You, go. you know what, though? I am more excited about... I'm going to make a comedy set for the women. Nice. For the for the women who are vying for title of yeah, Miss yeah. Asia Global. Um, I want to do a comedy set for them. Because Amazing. my parents actually put me in a pageant okay. when I was 19. And I went pure Scarborough on that shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. And Korean people. So it was for Miss Korea of Canada. Nice. No, this is like so embarrassing. I don't know why I'm telling you this. but It's amazing. Okay. So my parents put me in a beauty pageant when I was 19. And I basically did everything that Korean people wouldn't like. So number one, I don't speak Korean. Right? So I did my speeches in English and French. None of the fucking uh, Korean people spoke French. So like, but I'm like, but I'm 100% of the Canadian. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what? My talent, my talent was a break dance slash hip hop dance to Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Wearing fresh Jordans, uh, some stupid pants with something ridiculous stitched on the ass with like a... I don't even know. With baby cornrows. Oh, damn. Uh, Not what Korean people are into. Okay. (laughs) Not at all what they want. At all. Um, Yeah, just everything. And then I didn't understand Korean. So everything's happening in Korean, right? And so they're using my Korean name. And so at the end, when they're like revealing who won oh and i'm doing everything wrong i'm like walking out in my bathing suit and i'm like why who the fuck who the fuck said to wear a bathing suit with heels so i'm like trying not to pick my wedgie and i'm waving at my friends in the crowd like literally bitch no stop um and then at the end so it's all in korean they're like blah 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 blah, and then i hear my name so i thought i won yeah yeah no no no, no. bitch miss congeniality <laughs> and i like literally don't know what's going on it was super embarrassing um <laughs> but i don't give a fuck oh and i dubbed over so i was like here's what's gonna make it korean appropriate um so in missy elliott's get your freak on there's a point where a guy says itch ni sanchi Okay. I think he's like yeah. an Indian guy in the video. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's counting to four in Japanese. So I dubbed my own voice uh, counting to four in Korean. Because that's pretty much all the Korean that I could muster. And I was like, now nah, they're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> because right, it has yeah. Korean in it. It has my voice saying, Hana tool set net. No, no. They still hated you, bitch. And it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So did you run up there like you won? I was, I don't know. I just feel like I like walked out there thinking I had won. Yeah, yeah. And like, you never want to be the first name called at a beauty pageant. Okay. You never want to be the first name. You didn't win, bitch. Yeah. You didn't win. Go pick your wedgie now with your bathing suit and your heels, bitch. You can pick that now. Yeah, you can pick that. We're done here. Get off the stage. So yeah, I'm excited because I'm going to do a whole comedy thing and just make fun of myself. Nice, And because I want these women to know that regardless of who wins, you're all winners. Yeah. Like cheesy, but yes. Yes. And I want them to know that their beauty is just a part of them. It's not everything. Mm Because what's going to happen 20 years from now when their looks are starting to fade and now they start to lose their self-worth? Yeah. No. No, So I'm going to just, I'm going to put myself fully out there for these women yeah that's what i'm most excited about it's not because i think i'm gonna have to wear dresses for this shit 
and yeah, heels. That might be the heels. Yeah. It's, your spe- it's your heel special event. It's coming around full circle. Uh, it's coming around it's full the, circle. It's the day for it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have some J's in my bag. There okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Well, where can people see all this funny funny stuff that you've been uh that you've been doing? Your own personal personal plug. Plug plug uh, yourself away. Yeah, spark I mean, the power. Yes. So you can uh that is my handle on YouTube and Instagram is at spark the power because Simone Park, S Park. I was oh, always Spark. Okay, I actually I didn't put that. That's, yeah, yeah. Like okay. every company that they'd usually do first initial last name. That's so I was sweet. always Spark at whatever company. That's sweet. Um. So yeah, Spark the Power, all one word. Uh, that's YouTube and Instagram, and I'm actually starting like a new character because I'm very different when I'm high. Okay. And so I was once at a party in Toronto many, a few years ago, and a guy was wearing a hat that said High Park, obviously for High Park. Yeah, yeah. But I was high and I like went up to him and I was like, bro, bro, dude, dude, hey, hey, hi, hi. And he's like, what? I was like, dude, I am your hat. And he's like, what? And so I found out who made it. I like met them at Kiel Station. I bought a hat. And so the moniker is really... I am High Park, and it's the dumb shit that I do when I'm high. Amazing. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Is, some... that, is that coming to your Instagram page, or are you going to start a new one for that? Yeah, so I started a new one that's just like weed-related content. This is really the first time I've ever really spoken out about, oh, nice. you know. But like, yeah, I mean, I've like written articles on CBD, and I take that shit every day. And Nice. You know, I think now that it's legal here... It's like, why hide a part of me? Yeah. You know? No, 100%. So. I have uh, quite a few buddies that take CBD on the regular. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the other stuff too. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so I think the, the DEA and the FDA recently approved their first cannabis-based drug in the United States, and it's called Epidolex, if I'm not mistaken, and it's for like two very rare forms of child's childhood epilepsy oh really yeah and so the fact that they're actually acknowledging the fact that cannabis that's i mean it's always been a medicine but to finally be recognized as such i think is a big turning point and they're changing the the schedule you know the Mm -hmm. severity because before cannabis was in the same lines i think as heroin and And, like and acid and acid and all of these uh, hallucinogen yeah and it's it's underneath i mean cbd is Mm non-psychoactive Right, so I'm glad to see that at, at at least they are recognizing that that is very helpful yeah. as a medicine. Exactly, because it really is. Exactly. I mean, for me, I I think I have a lot of inflammation in my body. Like my knees, my joints hurt a lot, oh, okay, which is yeah. why I can't do winter here. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I found if I if I take CBD, um, I just take the oil and I also rub it on my joints nice. and like. I can go and dance. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe not throw on a pair of heels, but, but that's just my choice. Right. Yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> well, you're going to have to coming soon, I think. Oh, just for a yeah. day. Yeah, just for a day. It's yeah. only a day. I mean, I can do my stand-up comedy for these women in Jordans, right? That's that's a thing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Whatever. I yeah. does what I want. Right? Or you start in the heels and you make a joke and a comment about them and yes. you kick them off and yes. put on the Jordans. Kick them. That's right. You'd be like, yeah, oh, these are really hurting. Bang. Yeah, they, yeah. they do, though. Give them a high kickoff. 
Actually, I have a pulled groin. So, like, now I'm like, just, like, I'm falling <laughs> apart, you know? Right. Yeah. All those high kick years. All, all those, those high kick years. Mm, I got to get back to that. Maybe more CBD is the answer. There we go. I'm just going to, like, go. put it all yeah. over me <laughs> and inside of me. Just everywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll heal it all. It will. That's amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to that uh, to that new character. And to see yeah. all the other content and the other stuff that you... Uh, that you have going on. Thanks. Your Instagram I've, uh, is awesome. I filmed a few things that I'm really excited to get out there soon. It's nice. just uh, being worked out. Yes, nice. So that'll be the introduction of of High Park for the first time. Amazing. Through skits and stuff. So amazing. Yeah. Listeners can look forward to that. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. And providing us with all these fun, fun times. Interesting, fun. A little bit of drama, a little bit of comedy. You made it I'm all. Like, you, you, fun? You've done it all. You've hit the, this this roller coaster of emotions. It's been fun. It's been great. <laughs> awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you for coming out and thank you for listening. Once again, this has been North of the 49th. Every Wednesday, new fun guests, fun times. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That'll be at NOT49th. We also stream free, obviously, as you probably know, because you're listening to this. All right now, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, and coming other platforms soon. But swag is coming out as well. Really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And let's get you through the rest of this work week.